Welcome to the Ebb and Glow podcast. I'm your host, Janelle Tremblay, and I'm a firm believer that even when life doesn't go as planned, it is taking you exactly where you're meant to be. On this podcast, I'm here to help you finally release control of what you think you want and begin to just trust in the ebbs and flows of life. Each week, I will show you how to build that positive mindset, radiate with self-confidence, and cultivate an unshakable resilience. Let me prove to you that even when life ebbs, you will glow. Like for me, like self-love is all about learning that I can be more independent, that I can rely less on others to make me feel good about myself. So self-love in a way is not so much about taking time for myself, although that's a big part of self-love, but it's also about learning that I am strong within myself. I don't need constant reassurance from my partner. You know, I can just tell myself that I'm good anyway and I can feel good about myself. And if I don't feel good, I know that I have the power to change this within myself straight away. I don't have to wait. <laughs> Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Ebb and Glow podcast. I'm your host, Janelle Tremblett, and as always, I'm so excited that you are here. If you haven't already and you're listening in Spotify, please make sure to hit that five-star review button. And if you're in Apple Podcasts, you can also do the same thing, and you can leave a few notes saying what you think about the podcast. If you're loving the podcast in general, the best way to support is share it with a friend. If today's episode is something that hit home with you, share it with a friend or family member who will get value from it as well. So today's episode is with my guest, Celine, who comes to us from literally the other side of the world. And I think I'm, I'm starting to interview a lot of people from both Australia and New Zealand. And it's funny scheduling the recordings because the time changes are so different. But I think the universe is kind of telling me that I need to go there soon. I've had a few friends live there before and I've heard nothing but amazing things, but I think I need to go during a Canadian winter because Lord knows February in Toronto is truly starting to get to me. (laughs) Today's episode is an interesting one. A lot of times we talk about really heavy topics on this podcast and kind of like the, the really deep traumas that people tend to go through, but I always like to tell people that Sometimes some of the things that can affect you most in life, to someone else, it might not seem that big. And that doesn't mean that that trauma is not a big T trauma to you. It just may not be to someone else. So never let someone make you feel that your traumas or setbacks or difficulties are any less than than you think they are because your feelings are valid. And the reason why I bring this up is today's episode, when I asked Celine kind of a time that she had ebbed in her life or had a downtime, the biggest thing that she brought up was when she dealt with acne. And to a lot of people, that may seem so trivial being like, acne, that's kind of the biggest hang up you've dealt with in your life. But to some, and I know I've experienced it as well, acne can really affect your self-confidence, your self-esteem, your self-worth. And anyone listening to this who has had any issues like that before know that having self-worth or self-esteem or self-confidence issues can lead into so, 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 so many bigger difficulties and setbacks and struggles in life. So I'm so happy that Celine brought this up. And I feel in this episode, we had such a great conversation of how that affected her throughout her daily life. 
Before we jump into it, I want to give you a little background into who Celine is. So as mentioned, Celine comes to us from New Zealand. And since 2017, Celine has inspired thousands of women to improve their relationship with themselves using simple and effective tools. Celine's audience absolutely loves her playfulness, authenticity, and honesty because she never hesitates to share her most awkward stories as well as her best tips. Celine was an absolute pleasure to have as a guest and I loved our conversation and through this episode I think you're really going to learn what it really means to have true self-love. So without further ado, let's get to it. Celine, welcome to the show. Hello, thank you for having me. <laughs> I love everything to do with self-love because I mean our world doesn't have enough of it. That's for sure. We we give and give and give and then we forget to uh, spend time alone and learn how to love ourselves as well. I know. That's what surprises me the most, actually. Sometimes I'll do a session with a client that seems like it's completely unrelated to self-love. And I'm like, oh yeah, whatever. I can, I can work on it anyway. It doesn't matter. And then we all, we all end up at this lack of self-worth or trauma or like, I'm not enough or I can't do this or I'm not strong enough for this. And I'm like, self-love. <laughs> That's the foundation of everything. <laughs> Apparently, and I'm learning that as I was doing my research for this podcast, I was like, hmm, okay, okay. I mean, of course, I think a lot of it does come back to self-worth and thinking I do, I don't deserve something or I don't, I don't like, I'm never going to attract something. And it's like, oh my goodness, if you change your mindset around that a little bit. I think people would be scared of how much power they really do have. Absolutely. I think that we, we often, you know, look for solutions outside of ourselves as well. Like if you say, if you have a look at your relationship with your partner, you know, when you're marriage, for example, you'll say, oh, you know, I'll feel better once my husband picks up the towel from the floor, you know, but actually what if, well, that's part of the, <laughs> the solution, right? But what if you also looked at the reason why that's hurting something inside of you? Oh, I feel like he doesn't care, blah, blah, blah. And that brings up a whole story, right? That has nothing to do with your partner whatsoever. It's all to do with you and your stuff and the stuff that you have got to heal. Self-love is the answer to everything, I feel. <laughs> bring up a big topic of blame on everyone else and never looking internally. And, and go, that goes hand in hand with seeking validation to remind ourselves that we have self, uh, that, that we're loved and worthy. And I have, I don't want to use the word issue, but I have a big need of needing reassurance and validation and words of affirmation, but really it's reassurance and, and, and affirmation and compliments. And it's only lately where I'm really noticing like, holy crap, I really need that. But worst case scenario, if I don't get it, what does that mean? And how do I find that myself and create it myself? Because if I'm relying on someone else to fulfill all of those validations, that's a lot of power that I'm giving away. And then every- yeah, It is something that you constantly need from somebody else as well, right? Like if you don't get it, like, you know, what's, what, is, what is that going to bring up inside of you? And yeah, I feel like I, like for me, like self-love is all about learning that I can be more independent, that I can rely less on others to make me feel good about myself. So self-love in a way is not so much about taking time for myself, although that's a big part of self-love, but it's also about learning that I am strong within myself. I don't need constant reassurance from my partner. You know, I can just tell myself that I look good anyway, and I can feel good about myself. And if I don't feel good, I know that I have the power to change this within myself straight away. I don't have to wait. <laughs> I mean, this sounds great. I, I still got to practice. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> 
<laughs> it sounds a bit like a miracle or something like a bit like oh yeah I see what she means but it's not really true for me or maybe you know she hasn't suffered like I have suffered or you know she hasn't been traumatized like I've been traumatized and I'm like yeah sure perhaps you know perhaps you have, you have suffered or you have been traumatized or abused way more than I have and that's that's fine but you can still you still have the choice of feeling good inside of yourself right now you know no excuse <laughs> there's no time to lose I mean, that leads me to my absolute first question. If your clients are already always questioning like, oh, well, you haven't been through it the same amount as me. I know you have. Um, and I'm sure you don't get into it with your clients, your story as much because they're paying to for you to coach them. But my question to you is, when you look back in kind of all of the changes and mishaps and triumphs in your life, What's one time in your life where you really have went through what I like to call an ebb of life? Mm. Yeah, where to choose? I mean, what to choose from? Eh? Like, it's, it's like, a, like, a list. So it's like oh, where do I start? <laughs> I think the story that I want to tell you the most, I think, is that when I was in my early 20s, I had a lot of acne. And, you know, like, it doesn't sound like, oh, you know, I have been raped or whatever, but it sounds like, it sounds like it's like, oh yeah, like it's not really that big of a story, but like, imagine what it feels like to have acne all over your face, you know, pimples showing up every single morning, every single day and having scars and, you know, things that are healing that are popping out and that are really gross. And that's all over your face every day, every single day, you know, and no matter how much makeup you put on, it's like, it's still very visible. You can still see the the hills and, and the scars and everything yeah it's right there. it's right there for everybody to have a look at and I couldn't have a mask at the time right <laughs> my face was you know, anyone with skin issues these days are like yeah let's keep masked up <laughs> that's right yeah no need to put makeup on anymore but yeah that was that was my biggest challenge I think like um you know it wasn't something that I that I would that I could I didn't have an immediate fix for it is what I wanted to say and so I tried to understand what was wrong with my body or what was not working properly and um you know, I did the online courses thing and I spent hours on YouTube and I tried to understand and I bought a lot of supplements and I was on a student budget at the time and I didn't really understand what was going on. And often I felt like I was not making any progress. And, you know, I think the hardest part about it was not so much that my body was sick, but that people were looking at me on the streets, you know, and, you know, strangers would come up to me and say, oh, you need, you need to stop eating spicy food. Or uh, you need to put aloe vera on, on your skin or you need to do this, you need to do that. And, and I felt like, wow, like this is, you know, people can't see me anymore. They can see this pepperoni pizza face, but they can't see me anymore. And, and I felt so, you know, deeply ashamed. Like, and then in the end, after like two or three years of intense exploration and research, I realized that the problem was me eating processed sugar. You know, like still to this day, like yesterday I had ice cream. And I have a pimple on my forehead today, you know, and at the time I was eating, you know, processed sugar, chocolate, cakes, and so on all the time. And so <laughs> everything was exploding. And so that's what got me started into this whole journey of self-love. And I realized that, you know, when you feel good about yourself and when you feel that everything's working fine in your life and, you know, you feel, you feel good, you know, you feel that, oh yeah, you know, I love myself. I love my life. I feel beautiful. But what happens if your life is not going the way you want? So what happens if you have a divorce? What happens if you have a physical um, disease? You know, what happens when you don't feel good about yourself? Can you still love yourself? You know, what happens if you struggle with anxiety and depression? Can you still love yourself? So often we feel like, and I felt like that, you know, once I heal my skin, then I will love myself. That's actually a decision that I made very consciously. Once I stop having this, then I will be happy. And 
Well, I think there's probably a reason why that took so long for me to fix because I had to find that ability to accept myself even with the pepperoni pizza face. (laughs) That was not an easy lesson. (laughs) Right now, my first question to you is how annoying is it when everyone and their mother seems to have a solution for you? It's It's so difficult, yeah. And, and, you know, because you're so desperate, you know, you want to look into their solution and you want to follow that path and then you realize, well, actually I did something that I knew wasn't right for me most of the time anyway, and I needed to go back inside of myself, you know, so part of the journey was also to realize that this is, this is about me. (laughs) This is about me for once. This is about me healing my body and trying to understand my body and yeah, fuck everyone else. (laughs) I mean, I dealt with acne, um, growing up. I, I still to this day a little bit, I get, I get it really bad in my chest. I would rather it on my face. I still get it on my face too, but my chest is so annoying because it's like, you don't, you can't wear any cute tops. Like, especially in the summer, like, come on. I don't struggle with it as much as I used to, but I did a ton when I was in my teens. And then in my early twenties, when I got off birth control, basically I restarted that whole process again. And I was like, holy shit. Like I could like what I'm wearing now, like a V-neck sweater, I wouldn't have been able to wear without putting a ton of concealer all over my chest. And it's like, like you said, you're still, you're caking on makeup on top of it, but you can still tell it's there. There's only so much you can cover up. And then it's like, well, say if you go out to a party or go dancing and it's like, you start sweating and it's like, oh, I can't keep adding Mm. my face. And it's like, you feel you feel that you can't even live properly anymore or enjoy yourself. And then to add on the whole layer of, you feel like everyone's always looking at you. (laughs) All the self-consciousness that comes with that, it's horrible. And you you talk about self-love, like it's hard enough to create self-love when I have a clear body and a clear face, let alone tons of skin issues. Absolutely. Well, that's what I say, you know, like when people come to me with their issues, I'm like, yeah, cool, let's work on them. And we can definitely do some really good work on that. But also, can you accept yourself right now? And so self-love is not so much about dealing with your issues or taking time for yourself or spending time alone. Like those are things that are really all very useful and we need to do them in the end. But can you accept yourself anyway right now? And I think the only way to do that is to spend time with yourself and to spend time in your thoughts, you know, with your thoughts, with your feelings and I remember, you know, when I was at the beginning of that journey, I, was, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know that I was learning to love myself. I was all very, all very fuzzy in my mind. And I remember that sometimes I would get really angry or hurt, but I couldn't pinpoint the reason why I was feeling that way. And so that's because I just, I wasn't, I wasn't spending time with myself. I didn't want to be me. I wanted to be anybody else but me, you know, I wanted to be somebody who was beautiful and had long hair and was confident in her skin, had really great friends. And I didn't want to be me. I didn't want to be this awkward, embarrassing, shy Celine. It just, I didn't want to be me. I didn't know where I had signed up for this stupid body. And so I had to learn to reconnect with all of those awkward feelings that I had, you know? And so often we don't, we, sh- we shut them down because we feel like, oh, I shouldn't be feeling this way. You know, oh, I'm manifesting more, uh, you know, self-doubt or shame or, you know, self-hatred or whatever. I, I need to feel peace. I need to feel enlightenment. I need to feel balance. <laughs> and by spending time, you know, acknowledging these feelings that we have, then we understand, okay, why do I have that, this feeling? And then we can change it. And that I think is the key to self-love. And nobody wants to do this work. Nobody wants to spend time with their feelings of shame and hatred. 
but you know what else can we do are you going to always be looking for you know always be looking to try to feel peace and balance or are you going to actually realize that all of your feelings have a reason right so if that's the case then it's okay to feel that shame it's not going to destroy you it's not going to consume you it's going to allow you to move through something that you need to work through if that makes sense does that make sense it makes sense in my brain of course course. (laughs) that's a woman thing you know of us saying that where everything and it's like yes it made sense if you said it people will say it didn't make sense if it didn't make sense but it's looking for validation (laughs) I I I do it a lot and I read it the other day where it's like we need to stop doing that and I was like we do we really do it was almost like a like a confidence thing sometimes but now when I notice like especially women say that I'm like yes it makes sense don't worry (laughs) something else to have a look at (laughs) okay so I want to ask you how long did the acne happen um well the thing is I don't is is that I don't really remember when exactly it happened I just remember that people started to make comments about my skin and I'm like looking at myself in the mirror I'm like oh actually yeah that's not so good um it probably went on for five or six years you know Wow. when I was conscious of it. So it, it went on like, for a very long like time. Like your beginning still, to your mid-20s. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I probably, you know, had acne when I was a teenager, you know, going through puberty and everything, but it didn't really seem like a problem at the time. Like, you know, one or two pimples on the cheek, like it's not a big deal, right? It's just going to go away by itself. But yeah, it went on for five or six years. When I, was, when I realized that it was a problem and I was actively doing something, obsessing over it. <laughs> It's interesting that you didn't realize it was a problem until people started telling you. So what does that no. say about you and everyone else? Why oh, do they care? It says that I, I don't realize that I have problems sometimes and I hide things about myself. Mm. So yeah, that's, that's something that I do. And I still do it to this day. You know, um, I don't realize when there's a problem, I have to wait to have an argument with somebody or have to wait for somebody to tell me that there's a problem for me to fix it. And that doesn't happen with everything, but with the big things, you know, and that's so true when we think about, you know, the big issues that we have in our lives and, and it tells us about the subconscious mind, you know, like our mind, you know, working to try and protect us, you know, like, okay, you know, Celine, you have this really good system of lying to yourself so that you don't feel bad about yourself and you're going to continue lying to yourself because that's a system that works. <laughs> and it takes, you know, a stranger on the street telling you, oh, your skin doesn't look so good today or you should buy this brand of makeup <laughs> to realize, oh man, like this is something that I need to work on. <laughs> so when you started navigating how to, I guess, fix it, well, I guess my question is, it's, did you even care to fix it or it wasn't like, it wasn't until people were telling you, you should fix it. Did you even care? I don't really remember that time very clearly, yeah. to be honest. I think I shut off. I just yeah decided to forget most about it, most of it. But I think as soon as I realized that it was a problem, then it became the only thing that I could think of. You know, I spent hours, yeah. you know, looking at myself in the mirror and popping the things and yeah. trying to fix the things and mm-hmm. buying things and buying supplements and spending hours at the pharmacy, you know, looking for all of those miracle products and looking at YouTube videos of women who had fixed their acne in three weeks, you know, oh, yeah. two days or whatever, three months. And, and I think that's when I started to obsess over it, if that makes sense. And perhaps it did get worse once I started to acknowledge the problem. I can't really say for sure. But yeah, that's when I started to really hate myself, I think. 
I mean, I feel you. There's, there's things that I've never noticed about my appearance. And then someone, maybe even just like someone younger, like pointed out to be mean and that stuff sticks with you for the rest of your life. Thankfully Mm -hmm. with acne, you can cure it, but I don't know anything about your physical body that you can't really fix without plastic surgery. It's you always have it in the back of your mind and it definitely affects self-esteem. Absolutely. Yeah. And I feel really sorry for, you You know, the young, young women who have, you know, TikTok and Snapchat and all of those things. Like I have a young, um, a 12 year old niece and, you know, she looks like she's 17 and 18, but she doesn't have that, you know, mental um, that maturity scary. about her yeah and it's scary because she spends so much time on her phone and so much time you know seeking validation and taking selfies and you know looking for the best angle and looking at her appearance and I feel like man like it was so, it was so difficult you know when I was in my teens but you know how much worse is it now with social media and you know us you know scrolling all day long through the feed and looking at photos of perfect people <laughs> and Compar- wanting to be popular and all the time Ugh. We're literally always comparing. Mm. So as you started looking for cures, tell me all the things that you went through. I'm sure you went through many topical creams and supplements. Like, tell me all the money that you wasted. I know. Well, you know, I mean, my skin improved when I was 17 because I went on, um, uh, what's it called in English? The the pill, you know, the birth control pill. And it went away. And then I decided to, uh, that I wanted to have, holistic health and I knew that the pill was doing something to my body that I didn't like and then as you said I went off the pill quit cold turkey <laughs> it's a band-aid so effect part of the issue. yeah so there was definitely that part of you know healing my hormones as well but then you know as I mentioned earlier I was eating a lot of chocolate like a lot of processed sugar and the reason why I was doing that is that I was feeling so I was feeling so much hatred towards myself and the chocolate You're was looking helping for a me dopamine to fix. feelings. Exactly, exactly. It was helping me to feel good. And so I feel bad, I eat chocolate. I feel bad, I eat chocolate. I feel bad, I eat chocolate. And so it had an Well, you my, feel bad, yeah. you eat chocolate. Then you feel bad about how you look, then you eat chocolate. <laughs> it's like, it's a cycle. It didn't work, did it? But I didn't no. realize it at the time. And it took me, you know, the funny thing is that I looked at everything else at all other areas of my health. And then I had, you know, practically given up and thinking, okay, I, I have a really healthy skincare regime. I, you know, eat, I mean, I eat healthily. I sleep eight, 10 hours a night. I am healthy, but still my skin is looking like crap. So what is it that I need to change? What is it that I still need to change after two years of, you know, three years or whatever of intense struggling? And I realized that the last thing that I hadn't had a look at, even though it was the most important thing, is my addiction to processed sugar, right? And when I gave up, which was incredibly difficult, by the way, like if you stop eating sugar, like it's really difficult. It's in everything that we eat. It's a drug. That we, that we buy. Exactly. It's a drug. And I had to give up on it. And everybody thought that I was stupid and that what I was doing didn't make any sense. And I couldn't share it anyway. I didn't want to share it because I felt so embarrassed. And um, it took me years, years to absolutely completely heal my gut, heal my liver. And, but the, the sugar was the answer, right? The sugar was the answer. What are some foods that you were surprised that you had to give up when you realized how much sugar was in them? The sugar's in everything. Oh, it's in everything. I like any, anything that you don't make from scratch has sugar in it because it's a good preservative, right? So I can't have jam. I can't have, um, I can't have a lot of bread from the bakery, um, you know, and I spent hours <laughs> looking at, you know, the tiny little ingredients on each single thing that I buy at the supermarkets, you know, because sugar you know, sucrose, dextrose, 
all of that stuff like that's sugar you know and i can't have it and i can like i like i can't have cane sugar that's that's the the thing of it and the more the more it's been processed the less i can have it so ice cream yesterday bad idea anything from the bakery bad idea <laughs> but you but you know what you're signing up for now like you know the consequences so yeah it's like someone who's gluten free but still loves like certain breads that are like okay i'll deal with it like but i still want it Absolutely. But that's the weird thing you know, like when I was giving up on sugar. So it was a really difficult process, mentally speaking, like having to give up on that drug was really difficult. And I know it sounds silly. Like, oh, you're like having to give up on sugar. Like, oh, it's not like you have to drink, you know, give up on alcohol. It was difficult for me anyway. But um, sometimes I would be like, oh my God, I've been so good for three days. I'll have a treat. <laughs> I'll treat myself. <laughs> there should be AA for sugar addictions. I know it should be or fish and chips or anything processed, you know, or fast foods, whatever. <laughs> How did that affect your social life? Oh my goodness. I didn't like to. Because remember, if you were, yeah, if you like to yeah. drink before you were ever drinking socially, I think alcohol has to go too. no. Oh, at least the yeah, I couldn't drink anymore. Yeah. I mean, I was never a big drinker. Drink. I never really used to drink alcohol. So, but it was definitely a big no-no and the funny thing is you know like I remember going to the restaurant with friends when I was at uni and then you know having something that I that I thought was going to have sugar but I couldn't control it right I was at the restaurant I was going I wasn't going to be able to bring my own stuff and I could feel the pimples foaming on my skin really so I'm like oh my god and I so badly want to pop it and I want to know how bad it is but I forgot to bring my concealer oh my god and then sometimes I would go to the bathroom and pop it and then <laughs> I had to stay in there for 10 minutes to wait for the thing to stop erupting. (laughs) But did you find like, when I think about, when I think about any of my friends, like doing any sort of cleanse or avoiding dairy or gluten or sugar, anything, or even someone doing a dry January, I'm like, wow, I don't realize how much it affects your social life or how much we eat and drink those things until someone's stopping it. Like, like what about like birthday parties? No cake, no cupcakes, like. Like, tell me some stories of how it affected you. Mm. Well, I think, you know, in the beginning, I didn't say anything because I felt so embarrassed about that skin issue, you know, that, that health condition. And I had let that condition get really bad. So I think I thought it was my fault. And, and I remember, you know, falling in love with my husband and, you know, getting together with him. And he obviously saw that there was something on my face and I, he was asking me questions and I was like, oh, I don't want to talk about it. I'm going home now. And I was just completely shutting him off. So it affected me because there was something that was going on inside of me that I couldn't share with anybody. I didn't want to share because I didn't want to feel so vulnerable. I felt like I was already falling apart. So opening up to somebody was like, oh, you know, and when I was speaking to my mom on the phone, she, the first thing she said was, how's your skin today? Oh, I mean, um, <laughs> thank you, mom. <laughs> like, is that all we're ever going to talk about? I know. And I just felt like, like, this is something that's huge for me already, but I just want to forget about it. Anyway, so I didn't talk about it with anybody ever. Otherwise, I knew I was going to fall apart. And then as I was moving forward in my journey, and I started to see this difference that, you know, my diet, this change in my diet was making in my skin, I thought, well, I actually have to start being open about it, you know, and it, it's taken me probably six, seven years to start being open about this. Like, I can't have sugar. Really? If I have sugar, I'm going to have a breakout. And like, I'm just starting to do this with my husband now. Like that's how long it's taken me to heal this, you know? And I told him just this morning, oh, I had ice cream. That's why I have, you know, this pimp on my forehead because he looks at my skin and wants to know that I'm okay. <laughs> you know, and it's, it's taken me this long to be able to be open about it. And that's, I think it's, you know, I'm just 
I'm afraid of being vulnerable. I'm afraid of being weak. You know, that's something that's really strong and, and you know, it's, it's there, right? So I don't want people to think that I'm weak or yeah, dependent or I don't know. So yeah, it takes a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, so we talked about how it affected you socially. I know how acne affected me mentally, but how did it affect you mentally? Oh, it's completely, it, it broke me apart. I think it's, was an opportunity if we're going to look at this positive, you know, in a positive, uh, from a positive perspective, it's opened a lot of doors for me. And I had to go into these rooms and have a look at all of my stuff, you know, all the bullying from high school, my uh, parents' divorce, you know, all of the reasons why I felt so ashamed of myself, you know, all of the people that have rejected me or said something bad about me. And when you don't love yourself, those are things that you kept inside of that you keep inside of yourself and that keep on. <laughs> torturing you until you deal with them and so acne was this opportunity and it took me years to realize it but it was an opportunity to heal my body and to look at how I wanted to treat my body and to learn what my body liked and didn't like very simply put but also to have a look at at why I was the way I was and I had to look at you know at the crappy stuff about me and that's self-love for me that's you know having that strength to look at all of this the crappy stuff about yourself you know (laughs) Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm always lately, I've been battling the idea of confidence versus self-esteem. And I, I've only recently realized those are very, two very different things. You can be very confident mm-hmm. and have low self-esteem. You can be, have high self-esteem, but not be as confident because confident is very outward facing. Mm-hmm. I know when I had acne, wow, it tests your confidence. Cause it's like, it really tests whether or not you have real deep inner confidence and self-esteem, because if something like a skin issue is really going to affect your confidence, how strong really is your confidence? Mm. You know, and I noticed that with me and obviously the prettier we feel, the more confidence we're going to exude, but I don't know. I did it. Did it test your confidence at all? Oh, absolutely. You know, I couldn't look at at people in the eye, you know, I would avoid conversations or, you know, if my family wanted to talk to me, um, you know, what, via Facebook messenger or whatever on, you know, with the video on, I would turn it off. It was just, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't connect with people because I couldn't connect with myself and I couldn't, I don't know. I felt like I was constantly wanting to hide, you know? And so if I want to hide, then I can't connect with others, but they want to connect with me, but I can't spend all of my time hiding because then all of my anxiety comes up and I eat chocolate. <laughs> and it's a bad cycle. And it's, it just goes to show how, how that trail continues where you're not feeling confident. So you want to hide and then you don't really want to connect with your family. So then you lose that connection piece. And it's like, it goes, goes and goes and goes and goes. And it's, you know, and like, when we think about it logically, it's like, okay, it's just a clogged pore, but wow, how much it can dwindle all of our life, Mm. you know, like how we can get so affected by some like something as small as that, but how much something small can affect us emotionally, mentally, um, confidence wise, everything. It's crazy. Yeah. I think it's like, for me, I think it really showed that I, I don't want to have problems. I don't want to be weak. I don't want people to know that sometimes I'm going through tough times and, you know, like tough times have happened to me since that as well. And, you know, I've had a lot of crazy times in my life, but I don't want people to know that I'm falling apart and I don't want, I don't want them to know so it, it tells me that I don't feel comfortable with other people. I don't know who to trust, for example. Those, those, you know, that really brings up a whole lot of issues, right? 
<laughs> and yeah, I like you're you're digging up a big, big hole. I know, but you know, I spent you know years and decades trying to hide hide that about myself, trying to hide the fact that I hated everything about me and that I didn't feel comfort comfortable with other people and and acne just brought everything up, you know, to the surface. And you know, as literally. I was mentioning earlier. Yeah, I know. It, it really was <laughs> it manifested literally. It. I know. And and that's what self-love is for me, you know. I really I really think that self-love is having that ability to face to face yourself and and realize that you're not going to die in the process. It's going to be incredibly difficult, but let's have this, you know, difficult conversation. And just tell somebody that you love that you're struggling with something because chances, chances are that they're struggling with something as well and they don't feel that they can talk about it either you know we're all struggling we're all vulnerable we all feel that nobody wants to listen to us complain but you know what if we could have the space to talk about the stuff that's really hurting us you know with somebody that we feel safe with and not necessarily for them to fix our problems or tell us how to fix our problems but just to be listened to, that's incredibly healing. And I think that that's part of, of what I want to do, you know, just telling somebody, hey, this is something that I'm struggling with. And can you just listen to me for a bit without taking anything on, without trying to fix me, just just listen to me and I'll feel better. Yeah. And you can do the same in return, you know? <laughs> At what point of this specific ebb in your life or journey, did you finally feel like you were getting a handle of things and stuff in your life started to flow again and feel a little bit smooth sailing? I think um, it was a it was it was a very gradual process, but I remember looking at myself in the mirror one one morning, which I used to do, you know, for half an hour every morning, just mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, looking at everything and trying to fix everything and popping the things and making it worse. And I remember looking at myself, you know, that's something that I was forcing myself to do, just looking at myself in the mirror and think, like, just looking at everything. And I remember one morning I thought, oh, actually. I don't help my, I don't hate myself anymore. And that was a really powerful moment for me. And I think the second thing is when I, so, you know, I was struggling with acne. I was trying to heal it. It wasn't, it was taking a long time and I was falling in love with my husband and I couldn't open up to him, you know? And then, well, you know, I had to, so we met in Australia. He's a Kiwi. I'm French. Um, I had to go back to France, long story short. And then after four months, he came to Europe to be with me. And I thought, well, now I can't, I can't keep on shutting him off because, you know, and I can't hide you know, from you. Yeah, I can't hide anymore from you. No, we're traveling together. You know, we're living in this one big house together. I can't hide from you anymore. And I think that really forced me to connect with him, you know, and to see if I could allow myself to be safe with him. And so those were the two big moments, I think, the moment in front of the mirror. And also when I finally realized that I don't need to be afraid of my boyfriend. You know, it's okay to feel safe with him. And yeah, it all had to do with me. <laughs> and it's interesting though, we all have our insecurities because this is what it really comes down to is some insecurities and being in a relationship with someone can amplify those. But it's also for anyone who really, really actually loves you. That's not what they see when they look at you. You know, it's it's not a part of who you are. But when we're the person with the skin issue or mm. with something, it's like, we don't see that. Like we think that's all they see about us. And we feel that they're not going to love us as much until this goes away. And everything Mm -hmm. is so contingent on something, but I'm sure you quickly realize that it doesn't matter. Yeah. He saw everything else about me. Like he saw that that was an issue for me, but I think he never realized how big of an issue it was for me because I didn't talk about it, (laughs) (laughs) which made it helps. (laughs) (laughs) 
when you look back at everything you went through with this journey, obviously you say it took a lot of time for anyone who's going through that journey right now of skin issues and insecurity and self-esteem and confidence and almost being afraid to look into the mirror. If someone was giving you advice back then that would have sped things up a bit, what advice would you give that person? Maybe it's going to take time, but the healing is going to happen for you. You know, just, just keep moving through the process. I think I was so desperate for it to happen now. And that's another pattern in my life. You know, I'm desperate for things to happen now. And if they don't happen now, I just, all sorts of things come up for me. But, you know, having the, the faith to trust the process and to trust that what you want is coming for you. You know, what you want will be given to you. And I think, you know, if I had been able to trust and to have faith in myself, in my body, in the goodness of the universe, then I would have felt a lot better. You know, and I think it is true for everybody, you know, and, and maybe you don't have any skin issues. You know, if you listen to this podcast and you're like, oh, this doesn't resonate with me at all, but you know, maybe you have weight issues or, you know, you know, I th- this is huge as Anything well. Like, Anything that you're not happy huge. about yourself. Yeah. Absolutely. Big yeah. ears, <laughs> big nose. <laughs> Seriously, anything. We all have something. And it's funny. Mm-hmm. Someone could look at us and think we're one of the most beautiful people they've ever seen. And oftentimes that has nothing to do with looks. It doesn't matter how our, this color of our skin or the color of our hair or whatever. A lot of the times it's the energy exuding out of you. I know, like I've met people where at first glance, I'm like, yeah, they're, they're good looking. They're not the most beautiful person I saw. And as I started talking to them, as I started to get to know them by the end of the meeting, I'm like, wow, they're a beautiful person. They get better looking in front of your eyes because of the energy they exude. And it's, I've, again, I've seen it with my own two eyes before. So it's something that I'm always trying to be mindful of where it's like, it's not about like the actual looks. It's about, yeah, the energy that you're exuding at all times. Mm. Yeah. I think, you know, when we struggle with a lack of self-love, you know, we try to prove to others that we're enough because mm-hmm. we don't think that we're enough. And so I don't know anything about that <laughs> at all. No, neither do I. No. Neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, we kind of just, you know, we're trying, ch- we're, projecting that you know we wear that mask and you know it's in front of society and we're like love me love me look I'm enough look love me give me something that I need give me validation right and then it's actually you know you're broken inside so again it's about self-love it's about you know fixing what's broken inside of you which is incredibly difficult to do and not a lot of people want to do it but I think it's necessary anyway and you're gonna have to do it at some point so do it now (laughs) It's very practical. Oh my God. I feel, I feel like you just played a recording of myself. <laughs> Love me, validate me, give me a compliment. I'm like, I, I, I've been doing that a lot lately. And it's only in the last couple of days where, again, I've had a couple of days to sit by myself and think. And I'm like, holy crap, I really got to work on that. I need mm, to stop and we needing all do. validation. We all do. Yeah, I yeah, know. Yeah. yeah. But it's not going to get solved tonight, but... <laughs> It will what if it could? What if it could? Maybe you know, it like, could. I, I, it I think you know, we look at these decision, issues, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's what I think. That's what I think. You know, we look at all of these things and we look at social media and we look, we you know do research on the internet and we're like, oh, I need to start meditating. Oh, I need to start doing yoga. I need to eat more healthy. And it's like this whole thing that you have to change in order to feel better. But what if you could feel good about yourself right now? What if, if you don't even think that's possible right now? What if you could just sit with yourself? And sit with those crazy thoughts that are going on in your mind and just, 
I think we can call it meditation. I suppose we can also call it, you know, closing your eyes and spending time with yourself, you know, just, you know, just being with yourself, being with who you are and, and realizing that you can still reach that space of I'm okay anyway. You know, that stuff is going to be resolved anyway at some point. It doesn't matter how long it takes, but I can still feel okay right now. It, it doesn't have to be this huge process. It feels like it's a lot of work, right? I have to work on my issues. I don't know how to do it. I have to hire a coach. I have to do a retreat. I have to yeah. do workshops. <laughs> I have to start meditating. But, you know, what if that wasn't the case? You know, what if I was allowed to feel good about myself? Or okay, that's how it's okay about myself right now anyway. <laughs> So that's true. that's my yeah that's what I want for us to think you know it, it doesn't have to take a lot of work we don't have to do a lot of inner work or journaling or whatever you're into mm-hmm. you know what if I, yeah what if exactly <laughs> <laughs> okay last question for you Celine when you look back at this specific journey or any kind of ebb that you've had in your life and all of the tough times it's brought you um how, when you, when you think about present day, how did going through all of that make you glow in the end for you? Literally. <laughs> I think, you know, when the thing is finally over, you know, and that I've truly de- dealt with every aspect of it, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, I realized that I'm glad these things have happened. You know, I'm glad that my parents have divorced. They weren't happy. I'm glad that I had to struggle with hundreds of pimples on my skin you know, I'm glad that it happened because if it hadn't happened, then I wouldn't have dealt with my stuff. I would still be insecure. I would still be shy. I would still look for validation. I would still eat a lot of chocolate every single night in the secret of my bedroom. I would probably not be married to somebody who's fantastic because I wouldn't have let him in. So I'm glad, you know, like that stuff was really, really bloody hard and I tasted everything that I was, but then I'm glad because I know who I am now and I know my weaknesses and I know, I know, I know myself and I know when somebody says something that triggers me, I know how to deal with it anymore. I don't have to <laughs> bury it because I'm not strong enough. I know that I'm strong enough. So yeah, just, yeah, it's, it's going to happen anyway, whether you like it or not, you know, we're here to grow and in the end, I think anyway. So I think that, you know, when we um, talk about self-development, a lot of the work that we do is about dealing with our issues that that stuff doesn't happen anymore so that we don't have to manifest it anymore right but i think that those things happen whether we like it or not because we're here to grow and we're here to learn how to be balanced you know whatever comes our way i think that that's a more powerful lesson than doing your self-development work and dealing on your stuff so that bad shit doesn't happen to you anymore (laughs) well i mean life would be pretty boring if it was just smooth sailing and constant. Mm. And we need those contrasts in our life to appreciate the abs and appreciate when it's flowing. And it's the same thing with rain and shine. You don't want all of one. I don't think so. Not most people do. And the nice thing about going through all of that, like you said, you wouldn't have half the amount of beautiful things in your life if you didn't go through those things. And you definitely wouldn't have any joy or gratefulness for them without going through the struggles. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. We, we go through so much and we never think anyone else is going through it, but as you know, so many people in this world has had, has had skin issues and yeah, it takes a lot out of you and it takes a lot of self-growth to finally build yourself up from that as well. Mm. 
Yeah, I think, you know, we also don't really think that those things are problems. You know, like when I say I had acne, like that's like- Some people may you know, laugh. and world it's like, of suffering. No, and exactly, yeah. yeah. I know. I it, suffered it, it so much. Me. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And we're like first world problems, but actually not really, you know? Like, yes, I have, you know, I have a beautiful roof over my head and I have delicious food to eat every day and I am loved and I have delightful friends and I have everything that I need, right? I, I'm not in a survival mode anymore, but- you know, crap happens to all of us, you know, and it really, it's going to test you to your limits, you know, it's going to test you and it's going to show you who you truly are. And then, you know, I think what really makes a difference is how you choose to react to it. Do you choose to fold and just decide that you're a victim and, you know, sink into a whole world of depression, anxiety, and, or do you, and I don't know, do drugs or whatever, or do you choose to deal with it? And yeah. You know, well, and obviously you dealt with it clearly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it makes me sound good. It makes me feel good about myself. Yeah. I dealt with it, you know, but it also, you know, I was also addicted to sugar. <laughs> and but this is not going to be the last yeah. thing you have to deal with either. But now I find anything that you go through, you start building those resiliency muscles and those strength muscles that whatever else comes your way, that you already know how to get through it. You know, any last words of advice? And then please plug where people can find you if they want to connect further. Um, just trust yourself <laughs> as simple yeah. as that sounds. <laughs> and, um, you guys can find me at my website. If you like my So M Y D A W N I N G L I G H T.com. It's all about finding that inner light inside of you and realizing that you are perfect anyway. And that was another key moment I didn't share, but you can find more on the homepage of my website anyway. So you can talk to me there and yeah, I can't wait to get to know you and see what I can help you with. <laughs> Celine, thank you so much for all of the advice. And your story reminds me that, again, whatever you are going through, there is someone out there that has gone through the same thing and has triumphed. And it's worth hearing their story and how. Um, So again, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for having me. Can I just say thank you so much for listening to this episode. Your support means the world to me and I love that you are here. If you enjoyed today's episode or are getting value from this podcast, would you do me a quick favor? Head on over to iTunes and leave a rating and a review. By leaving a rating and review, this will basically tell iTunes to spread the word and tell more people about the podcast. And I'm on a mission to get the stories we're sharing here heard by many, many more. And I'll make sure to shout you out too. So be on the lookout for my review of the week, which I share on Instagram stories at Ebb and Glow Podcast on Instagram. Like I said, thank you so much for being here and I hope you tune into the next one. Okay, talk soon.